0: Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, welcome back to It's Giving with your girl, Malu. And today we have a special guest. you introduce yourself? Yes. I okay. will
1: introduce myself. So, hello, everyone. Hello, world. Hello. Oh, shit. <laughs> hello, whoever is watching. I say watching. Whoever <laughs> is listening to this. My name is Ugona Njoku. Mm-hmm. I go by Ugo. I am a public health scientist, slash, filmmaker, slash, creative director, slash, one-time recording artist, slash, um, writer, slash, a bunch of different things. You know, I'm back in Baton Rouge. It's my pilgrimage. Right. We lit. We lit. Okay, so public health scientist.
0: What's that all about? Just get into it, you know, just a little bit. Okay. Explain to the people.
1: Yeah, so. So, I recently graduated undergrad, two degrees, you know what I'm saying? dual. Um, Duo. Yeah. But uh, now I'm based in Baltimore at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. And I'm just doing my thing up there, you know? So, Period. Yes. It's funny because my
0: last episode was about, is college even necessary? Yeah. <laughs> and you out here with two degrees. I think and fucking
1: John Hopkins. I think it's... You got to know yourself to know mm-hmm. what's necessary in your life. And so for some of the things that I want to do, there are certain elements of knowledge that I can only get in certain right. contexts. So Exactly. You know. That's that's interesting because
0: that's how I feel as well because I mm-hmm. almost dropped out of college. A lot of people I don't did know too. that.
1: Like, oh, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> you, uh, if you yeah, out, I would have dropped out, But I, I wasn't going. Like it was, it was on some like COVID shit. So like when that shit first hit, I had had an opportunity that I now couldn't tend to because of the pandemic canceling everything for that summer. Right. So then from there, I did some soul searching, got back up on my feet, and continued Mm -hmm. to attack.
0: Period. That's where I feel like I'm at now. It's the last year, and I just. I'm not doing shit else. I might as well work to better my life and actually do some soul searching and figure out exactly where I want to go. Yeah.
1: So you're we're all, journey, mm-hmm. you know? we're all in our hero's journey. Especially
0: the hero's journey. That's a significant word this week, so it's just funny that you said that. Okay. <laughs> nice. But okay, so you also
1: you traveled overseas. Was this your first time? Um it was not my first time out of the country, but like across the Atlantic it was. Right. My first time okay
0: where'd you go your first time
1: so first time it was Canada so oh, wow. you know I Canada. Yeah, <laughs> it was barely Canada so I can't <laughs> even really say
0: so where'd you go this time
1: so I went to I lived in the UK for some time mm-hmm. and, and I went with my sister and we spent her birthday in Paris so we were in France for a little bit there but um yeah I was in the UK particularly the greater London area mm-hmm. so
0: I like that you use the word live because some people, you know, they think you just go on vacation, but, like, if you're there for a while, like, yeah. you get adapted to the culture. Yeah, Like, you, literally. uh, everything, you just kind of miss it when you come back home, too. Yeah. So, how do you, like, how did traveling abroad, like, help broaden your perspective on, like, life, career, relationships? Yeah, so,
1: at this point, I've been around the world. I, like, I, I'm in that phase now where mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm building around in the world niggas to death, like, I don't been I don't around the world, so I'm just right. using that shit. I, I'm like, yeah. So, the like, oh god, oh god, like, like... I do been around the world. But um, no. Nah, on a serious note, um, it was just interesting to, particularly from Louisiana. So this is my first soliloquy. I'm to get into, but okay, like, um, but, um, like being from Louisiana, as I'm sure you definitely can relate to, and mm-hmm. we didn't have conversations about it. It's just like such a because of historical reasons I'm not going to get into, living here is like being in its own country culturally. Like, yeah. shit is not the same anywhere mm-hmm. else in the country and as a result, the world. even. So a lot of people tend to stay. They mm-hmm. don't leave. I know a lot of people that never left their hometown type shit or right. never left the state. Um, so to go, and that that creates a culture in itself when you're surrounded by, like, a bunch of people that haven't done that. Right. And then adding into the equation that um, I'm Igbo Nigerian. So my parents are from Nigeria and so we're part of the Igbo, Igbo tribe. Mm-hmm. And so just these factors made my upbringing like an interesting upbringing because I'm growing up living in, in an African household, but as soon as I walk out the door, I'm a black kid from Louisiana. Right. And so that's like a, its own little thing. So Going to the UK was interesting for me on two fronts. So one, I wasn't, I'm not, I'm an American, but I'm not an American anymore. So that's like a new thing. I'm a foreign, I'm a foreigner to them. But then at the same time, the way that culture is made up in the UK, there's a lot of Africans there. So, and there's not as many Africans in Louisiana in particular. There are areas like Houston, DMV that that have them, but... Louisiana is not one of those places that has a lot of them. And so I went from being an outsider here in terms of being Nigerian, um, but also being a kid growing up in Louisiana to being in the UK where I was an outsider because I'm an American, let alone Louisianian. But I was a little less of an outsider based on the fact that I'm Nigerian. There's a lot of Nigerians in the UK and I was literally staying with my family. So obviously like, I'm a lot of people, like my friends that I grew up with, I'm a lot of their either first African friend or only African friend. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the UK I was telling people that and they were like, what? Like (laughs) It's crazy to them. So just that kind of puts into play how just different of an experience it was for me. Because um, you know, they view culture differently. Like it's still a westernized country like the US is, but they just they have their own thing going on in Mm -hmm. a sense. And of course, America is America, the United States in particular is the United States. So a lot of cultural elements come from there, but like come from here to there, but they ultimately in a nutshell had their own culture. So that affected their views on relationships, uh, just music, television, all of these different things, morals and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it was just a very interesting experience just to take in a different, land and just different like where everything that i knew to matter in a sense didn't necessarily matter like walking right. around louisiana just understanding even things as simple as driving on the right side right. They, they drive they had some left side people over there so like that's right side part, right? yeah right <laughs> so many roundabouts too but nah, yeah ultimately it made me think outside of myself and that was a really really cool experience and i've always been a person that takes in culture Appreciates culture i respect where i'm at like mm-hmm. i'm not about to just be not just dissing or just like not respecting a place that i'm at because they have specific kind of cultural things that will help me just you know get by of course i'm gonna stay myself but i'm gonna tap in so that i can be myself at my best right. in a different country gotcha. so it was a, in so many words it was a pretty eye-opening fish out of water experience
0: i like that yeah I like that.
1: Okay, so it's not Igbo, it's Igbo. 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 Okay. Um, that's how we say it as Igbo. We just say Igbo. The G right. is silent, but um, gotcha. obviously if it's there, it makes sense that people would say it like that. But it, it's one of those things that has multiple spellings. So some people spell Igbo, I-B-O, mm-hmm. some people spell it I-G-B-O. So those tend to be the ways people pronounce
0: it. Gotcha. So okay, I just want to clarify on that because i been saying Igbo. Okay. No, that's... that's... <laughs>
1: That's I don't I wouldn't necessarily say that's wrong, but that's not how mm. we say it. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not if it ain't the way I'm Yeah, y'all said, yeah you know? but yeah, so but no, it's it's cool. <laughs> right.
0: Okay. I like your perspective and like seeing a different culture and everything. Because when I went to Italy, it was more like
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's different, right? It's different because um, but um, yeah, it's just a different cultural experience. Like there is a very profound black like the mayor of London is actually Pakistani. So that's Pakistan. I didn't oh, know Pac- that. Yeah, he's Pakistani. Interesting. Yeah, and so India is also so many, like a yes. lot of people from India over there, and India and Pakistan were once like the same land, sort of. So right, Pakistani makes sense. So yeah, it was, it was different, though. So I'm sure my experience is different than Italy, which is made up culturally yeah. a lot more different. It's more near the Mediterranean.
0: Exactly. More whites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. more whites. A lot more whites. Yeah, but it's also yeah. I I think that's kind of I wouldn't say that's like the reason I went there obviously yeah. I just wanted to be somewhere different mm-hmm. you know and I knew it was going to be a lot of European white people and yeah it took me by surprise at first because when I went outside there were no black people
1: okay nah, like that's different from
0: it was from exactly yeah. you know like it was way different and you know that's why I was like damn maybe i should go to the uk or something after watching mm. the videos and y'all had like food like african food yeah like African restaurants yeah one thing about,
1: one thing i will say about the uk in terms of food mm. we were straight eating like the international food because it's a right. lot of different countries that make it up but like you know english food like an english breakfast <laughs> we from down south so like i don't know but it wasn't like I will say it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But um with that being said, obviously we're Nigerian at the end of the day in blood. And so obviously we're gonna eat African food and then by association eat Caribbean food and all these different right. cultures because we're used to eating different things and mm-hmm. we're not in, you know, Louisiana where you can go to like an Afghan restaurant restaurant. I mean, mm-hmm. like they're Restaurants that were Afghanistan centered, a mm-hmm. whole bunch of different places. So like, of course, I'm going to try it out, you know?
0: Right. Explore different things. It's mm-hmm. funny because when I was in Italy, I barely ate Italian food. Oh. You know what I ate? Wow. <laughs> Indian it, food. Indian? Indian? I ate Indian too, Like Indians they, are over there, too? Oh, they over there. I that's why, that's like, interesting. it's like, I think it's the second largest population of Indians. Indians. Wow. I didn't know that. I think i think that's what i read okay <laughs> Fact, <laughs> check me later but that's, you know check me later hashtag but i didn't hear that so i was like yeah. okay and then they had the restaurant that i went to they had like five different um yeah restaurants you, and, you know different like cities and shit so i was like oh okay interesting yeah. and but yeah i i couldn't do the food It's like
1: it's similar to in, the english yeah breakfast. yeah it's like different because like being in louisiana food is just such it's such a specific food culture here Right, like that, I would put on par with like a UK or Italy. Like and they if, don't you meet can, the expectations Yeah, exactly. So like <laughs> we just and we have such a particular influence. So we just know at least you know seasoned food and mm-hmm. all of these different things. And of course, different Black cultures know that too. So that's right. why I was going to that. Like,
0: that exactly. Kind of but
1: like in terms of Europe, they'll be. It doesn't give. It's not it, giving. Yeah, it's not giving. <laughs> when it comes to those spicy like and not it's not flavorful,
0: yeah. it's not fulfilling. It's, it's cool. none of those things. But the overall place, beautiful. Exactly, like yeah. traveling overseas will actually remind you how green the earth actually is. Yes, <laughs> and I'm just like, I appreciate that. Because, you know, Louisiana has greenery. We, you know, everybody loves our scenery here, but it's not in the it's yeah. not in that same
1: aspect, you know. I'm right. I'm like it's hilly, you know. Exactly. I'm seeing hills, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing these mountain ranges, I'm right. seeing all of these different things that you don't always see in Louisiana because we're, you know, close to if not below sea level in a lot of exactly.
0: places. Okay, so I remember telling you or no, posting on my story about the <laughs> about the black dudes that I did meet. And then oh, how they, you yeah. know, throwing up foes, 38 babies. I gotta show you their most recent posts, honestly. Wow. I'm gonna have to send that to you. But it literally, that's crazy to me. He said he was born and raised in Italy. He's
1: singleese and um okay, yeah. so it's a
0: lot of sub Saharan, like Africa. It's, uh, it's a lot of singleese
1: people in uh France, mm-hmm. in Paris. Yeah. They're the best food
0: was I I got, a, I got a I got a funny story about a singleese French man. Okay. Oh uh, so interesting. But we don't get to that later. Okay. The more fun part of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, it was just interesting seeing our culture and everything over there. Yeah. Did you encounter anybody, like, any NBA young boyfriend? I feel like I should ask.
1: Man, that's <laughs> funny as fuck that you say that because, literally. So, I'm in Brixton. Brixton. Hey. Yeah, Brixton. For, Brixton, for London, is, like, their Harlem. It's the historically black community culturally mm-hmm. that um they literally created culture from there. A lot of right. like Jamaicans, a lot of Caribbean people took up Brixton first and then Africans also started to get into that mix. So it's a very culturally vibrant area that unfortunately is now also going through like gentrification, all these right. things that are happening across urban centers in the world. But um we were at a Jamaican restaurant and they played like eight straight young boy songs. And I'm I'm talking about his his old shit. Like <laughs>
0: Oh, they not not vibe. Not even,
1: <laughs> not even. It's like since you were here, like in on the north side, the right. show, like they they're playing like his deep they're deep into the crates. So and I'm like, what is this? It's, That's so interesting. It's wild. Like, and then I'm I'm asking, like
0: India, young boy. Yeah. I feel like Louisiana rappers, I don't know. I don't I've never really heard of them having that reach for Yeah, real.
1: so it's funny you say that. Because, literally, I'm having a conversation in Baltimore mm-hmm. at a barbershop yesterday with a barber that was, like, talking about how they were listening to, like, no-limited cash money stuff back okay. in the, like, 90s. Like, they, like he told me they fucked with that before they fucked with the Atlanta shit. You know? mm. So, like, of course, Outkast is outcast, so they're fucking with that and good and yeah. all. But, like, they, in a the general sense, listen to... Louisiana artists, particularly New Orleans artists, because that's who was really making that yeah. at the time, they listened to that more so than Atlanta, which is funny now when you think about it, because Atlanta is what it is now. Yeah. And like Baton Rouge and Louisiana in particular have always had a rich music history. Right. Jazz is invented here. Like exactly. Mother of all contemporary music. But um, yeah. just the fact of this person and this particular sound, like, we, like, Louisiana has a very particular sound that isn't for everybody. Right. So, like, you'll hear a lot of people, they'll say, like, it's too violent, or it's too this, mm-hmm. it's too that, it's too dancey. And, like, of course, that's a side, and there's a more nuanced side as well. Right. But, um, like, it's so niche that um, I didn't know how people, have, like, how much culture had been influenced, like, how much we influenced the culture in a sense. Because right. Be, there are people from all of these different places that you wouldn't even think of that really listen to this shit. And Louisiana is a very it's a place that you, if you know people, they might know somebody that is in that world, like in, that right. does music or that wasn't Hot Boys or that just toured or something like that. So mm. like it's almost like you know the person. It's, it's exactly. like you seeing somebody that you y'all got like, that connection. We, used to, we used to always we used to always see um like them at the mall before right. he blew up for him. So exactly. like it's seeing like a person that you used to see at the mall, just when you at the food court eating your food, just seeing that people from another side of the world listen to that person and resonate right. with their music is a very interesting thing. Right. And like I've noticed it a lot with our artists.
0: Right it's funny that you say that because kevin Gates. oh my god i got a story about wow. kevin Gates. and Lord. you know every <laughs> yes, Lord. I, you know this man is always in the fucking media and i even i don't know i see women fawning over his ass lately and i just don't get it <laughs> I, I don't fucking get it okay. but his people or whatever he has some people from new orleans and they moved across the street from my grandma after katrina okay and he used to be over there all the fucking time. Okay, this man, is, you this know, is like when he had from- Yes, okay. yes, this is early fucking gates. Okay. Like, ugh, it's bad. But anyways, I just remember pulling up, nigga, shirt off, and you know he was kind of big, yeah, yeah big. Yeah, yeah. Man, this is just hot as fuck in the summertime, like sagging and shit.
1: Be so hot, bro. bro.
0: And then I see him now, and I'm just like okay you know his little journey or whatever but it's, it's just different yeah. you know but i i enjoy seeing like good publicity bad publicity mm-hmm. i just enjoy you know seeing like louisiana people make it
1: It it's the fact that i feel like and you can definitely chime in if you mm-hmm. feel like but like being at like a school like lsu or even like a southern or whatever it's like being with people that aren't from where you're from because right. people come to these institutions, these schools or whatever. And I'm talking from a college student perspective mm-hmm. uh, or a student athlete perspective for the name, for the right. legacy that they've seen come from here in terms of higher education or sports or whatever. And so Baton Rouge and Louisiana in particular, again, going back to my original point, are very specific places culturally. Like right. they don't feel like anywhere else in the world. So a lot of people are put off by that. And so they'll tell you whether intentional or not, like we're, we're told by even the media at large that we're not shit. Like we're literally being told this. Mm-hmm. So the fact that people that, you know, we're definitely told that same thing through the media or through interactions with people not from here, that they're being told that they ain't shit either, but they still make it out. And like, they right. you find them in different places. You hear Kevin Gates at a Walmart in Landover, Maryland, because I did mm-hmm. like that shit was. I oh, was like, okay, but and or you like will hear people play NBA Young Boy that have roots in Senegal. It's like okay, right. we can make it anywhere across the world that we want to, and mm-hmm. like I was, I was instilled that belief through my people growing up. So, but a lot of people from here weren't aren't told right. that.
0: I was thinking about that earlier. Like, they're too. not told that, right?
1: That the fact that they see a person that they may fuck with as an artist mm-hmm. like that's was probably in that same position that they're in the fact that they could see a person on videos or doing numbers or like you know getting the respect or cosign of people from around the world is mm-hmm. like okay that inspires you to if at the very least not do it like actually get out and do that shit it inspires you to like somebody you know or that I you identify with can do such a thing. Right. So, and you never know where that inspiration may lead to or what it may lead to. Right.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about that earlier. We uh it's funny that you said you were instilled that at a very young age. Because mm-hmm. I know like Nigerian culture, I know like part of the culture is embodying a rich lifestyle or like not like rich, but like
1: you yourself I know, are I know what you mean. Yeah. Like um more I was I would more so say that it's um just no matter what, understanding that you are on this earth to do something. Right. You know, Um, and while while Mm -hmm. you're doing that thing, um, you need to embody that, if that makes sense. So, like, for some people, it may be rich, you know, Mm -hmm. or for some people, it may be just working super hard to make sure that, Uh, your ends meet. It just looks different in different people, but we're instilled that, especially because of what happened to us way back when, when the British came and really like stripped us literally of the things that make make us who we are. There's some Mm -hmm. bronze statues from the Kingdom of Benin, um, the Edo people in Nigeria. Those statues are literally sitting in some UK museum. And it's like, Nigeria and that uh, kingdom in particular, they want their their stuff back, but the UK is like now, nah. exactly, like, and that's is so we've had things taken from us as recently as like my dad was, my dad was born like a year before Nigeria got his independence, mm-hmm. like literally, and so I'm not that far removed from colonialism in that aspect, right. so I can understand how um, a people that have had things taken from them, they want to at least embody that dignity, embody that pride and self. And so that was the type of thing that was instilled in me, like to right. no matter what you do, just do it with, do it with as much pride as possible, because having that pride and confidence in, not even confidence in your abilities, but confidence that you'll figure it out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that can bring you around the world, Right. Know? so
0: and that radiates from you a lot i feel like that's why a lot of people are drawn to you and like they are very inspired by you so thank you thank you you. i I think you do that very well (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome okay um let's see okay so we have so much love for the city for our state for the culture but do you feel like it's reciprocated you know, you already said, like, you know, Louisiana, we're already told that we're not shit mm-hmm. and everything.
1: So what exactly does that mean? You watch Katrina, Babies, yeah. Shout out to Buckles uh-huh. for that. But, like, even stuff like that, we were told... Little pe- American citizens Citizens were told that they're refugees mm-hmm. by people that... Like, you're telling an American that they're a refugee because right. this is America at the end of the day. In fact, is the part of America that made literally... America become what it is. Exactly. Because, you know, Louisiana Purchase, if you want to go back, like, doubles the size of the country. So Mm -hmm. we're told we're, like, we're kind of just cast aside or, like, whenever people think of us, it's like, oh, my God, they're so resilient. He buckle says something about resilience. They're like, resilience is my thing. It shouldn't be something you fall back on all the time to make yourself feel better about the fucked up situation that I'm in, speaking in a general sense. But, um... I don't know, we don't get, like, and that's another reason I feel like people just go as hard as they do within their own lane and just trying to do their own thing. That's why No Limit did its own thing. Cash Money did its own thing. Even, like, whether you like these people or not, like, even artists such as Abusi or but they're undeniably themselves. Mm -hmm. And because of them being undeniably themselves, they're able to make their mark. And so that's kind of often the way that the only way that we're able to get our shit off in the, on the world stage, mm-hmm. which is crazy because all a lot of this shit starts from here. <laughs> like when I tell you a lot of this shit, a lot of stuff culturally starts yeah. from here. What do you think about sayings, musical like movements or like even like films and things like that. So yeah. it's just, um, it takes, a lot of times we have to make our own tables, you mm-hmm. know, um, because we don't have like a, we're not at LA Where um, people are just there, like you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's people go there to follow their dreams and shit like that. Uh, We're not in New York; that's the city that never sleeps, so economic capital of the world and all these different things. We're not in DC; that's literally the nation's capital. We're not in Atlanta, but like we have a rich history that, um, like, the bus boycott started here. Stuff as simple as that. The bus Mm -hmm. boycotts. The first bus boycott was in uh Baton Rouge rather than like Atlanta. I right. mean not Atlanta, Alabama. uh Montgomery. Yeah. Montgomery. So it's just we often have to tell our own story because um nobody can tell our story like us. When they try to tell that story, they leave out things because again we may like get told that we're not shit by these people because they don't understand where we come from. They don't understand what's made us right who we are and shit like that. They don't understand the the book the, the TV the movie mm-hmm. the music they don't understand that and so they start to jump to their conclusions without knowing quite the full story
0: right i like the way you broke that down yeah I, it's i feel like it's something we all think about but not like we don't we don't know. ever that's say of the
1: history or we yeah. don't say it yeah, yeah we don't know enough we don't know enough of history because mm-hmm. history is something that's very much tied to like if you don't know who you are you don't if you don't know where you come from you won't necessarily get where you're going as ideally as you want to right. like a lot of people because they don't know these things they may not understand the rich the richness that they come from like right. historically like culturally they don't understand the cultural richness of what they come from cuz that's something that can be very inspiring like me knowing myself as a mm-hmm. Nigerian my Igbo identity um knowing those stories knowing hearing from People, because I'm not, again, I'm not that far removed from the colonial side of things. So me, having those people that tell me about my history, my family history and everything like that is something that inspires me to move forward, even in the things that I do. Obviously, for particularly Black, because I'm speaking for Black people, like because that's my lived experience Mm -hmm. growing up in Louisiana, along with the other things. Like, because Black people don't necessarily know the richness of their history, that doesn't provide as ideal of a background. So people, we have to work, and particularly the Black Americans, right. have to work hard to really just move forward and build generational wealth, you right. know? And generational wealth, not just in a monetary context, but in a mind, mind the mental, the mm-hmm. spiritual, all of these different okay. things. And,
0: Either, you know, a a lot of Louisianians, they don't feel understood by Mm -hmm. the outside culture, and Mm -hmm. obviously you hinted at that, I mean, you hinted at that when you said people just don't understand our culture or our history, or they just don't try to, or whatever.
1: Um, It's a caricature. Um, Before Katrina, New Orleans had a lot of, like, people that just stayed, like family mm -hmm. homes, generational wealth, but of course Katrina messed that up, and then gentrification that happened afterwards and is happening to this day and of course that's the type of thing that's happening across the country and world Mm -hmm. but I can only speak for where I have lived and experienced more so um I wasn't saying that at all to say that um that we don't necessarily know how to act on it or anything like that because in fact we do it's just Mm -hmm. a matter of again in this worldwide machine it's not necessarily translated to the world in a way that it's understood that's why it's right. important for people like us to to make our mark and do right. things and like bring opportunities to others like i try to bring opportunities to others with a lot of my work um even like showcasing or like playing different artists in the uk if i'm asked to play music and, shit right. like that. and it's like oh who is that oh i actually know this person here uh tap into their music or or watch this film, or watch this video, or watch right. this, this, that, and the third. So, um, it's we're starting to get to a time period where, with the internet and all these different things, it's easier to for people to get their rocks off and get their shit off. So, right. we're starting to tell our own story, you know. It's just, I like that. In the worldwide ecosystem, it's not as easy to. It hasn't been as easy to tell your own story because again, you have to go to LA or you have to go mm-hmm. to New York to really like to even meet about getting an opportunity you know right. but now things are starting to become more decentralized so i think that provides an opportunity for people to tell their stories more right because um, again we we get to, we get told these stories orally and all these different things but that oral consumption is like for the community that's community consumption so we all mm-hmm. know about ourselves but it's just like the world may not know this specific thing. you know right, right. So, okay uh, I'm sorry I'd, yeah. I'd be i'd be kind of long-winded no but...
0: i i fuck with it no that's just interesting because you know my grandma she's i actually was talking about this on my poetry page just like yes. she's a living storyteller in my yeah, life and exactly. i'm just very ha- happy to like be able to have that community because all of my friends from the north they don't, they don't have them. family or they don't have community either
1: yeah so it's it's very much a it's a, it's a, like a seesaw mm-hmm. effect like, right. you know, it's a give or take in some cases right. because the South is very much just a communal area. Cause again, you look back at history, migration patterns all come back here, back here yeah. like, you know, Mississippi to Chicago, Louisiana to California, like mm-hmm. it's people, Louisiana is one of those states in particular that has a lot of like people like tied their ancestry here. Yeah. Ma, what is it uh daddy Alabama mama Louisiana yeah Beyonce, you mm-hmm. know so people are able to come back here for that their roots and things like that right. even in Maryland people are able to do that there was I saw like 12 Maryland license plates the day before I left Louisiana right like that was so crazy to me but then like if you look at history like the ports, you know Baltimore's port a lot of enslaved people would be brought to Louisiana mm-hmm. like so it's you know it's, it's a lot a lot of lot of things and people and culture that can get its tie from here mm-hmm. And we're a very communal state right um, so like even in terms of like you can look at like promotion of certain things mm-hmm. like sometimes you don't even necessarily have to promote because people are just going to know oh I should go Every Tuesday, let me go to Taco Tuesday or something right. like, like you Like, you wouldn't even necessarily have to see a flyer to know that shit. But, yeah,
0: it's just interesting because, you know, my grandpa, he's a very talented, creative... Like, he's the most creative person I know. Like, man mm. plays three instruments, okay. yeah. paints, gardens, like, all these crazy things. Um, and I just... He always wanted to, all the stuff that I do now, he's basically has wanted to do. So yeah, I pay homage yeah. to him whenever that's, I be able that's to. That's really cool. You know, to like, cause Italy, mm-hmm. he's a painter. He's Renaissance man. Like, yeah. you know, growing up, he was always the different one. He was mm-hmm, always man. trying different things. So I very much, you know, get most of my inspiration and most of my like passion from him Mm -hmm. so he's always wanted to travel to Italy and then he wanted to travel to Greece and I was supposed to go to Greece before I even went to Italy so it was just like a whole thing and then I just think about like you know I just think about the conditions that they were in and the conditions that I'm in now Mm -hmm. and how I was able to you know make this path for myself and how they weren't able to I don't know. I just like that you brought up the historical yeah, aspect of no, it.
1: We're, we're, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. Like mm-hmm. everything I do now, I wouldn't be able to do if it wasn't circumstances in the spaces I operate that didn't right. lead to that point in time. So, like, if it wasn't circumstances in Louisiana or Baton Rouge in particular that led me to this point where I can right. work on this film and all these different things, you know. Like, so we're all standing on the shoulders of giants as people that have built us up. Whether it's in family or thought mm-hmm. partners or friends or significant others or whatever. It's people that have played a part in building our perspective to pursue what we want to pursue. Right. Whether, whether that's creatively or not.
0: Right. And I will say we're very, I was going to say lucky, but we're very blessed yes. to have those people in our lives that, that encourage that because... Yeah. Like you said, the world always tells us that we're not shit. You know, yeah lowest in education. Lowest yeah, a we, lot we, of hear, we hear all the things. And we see the
1: especially in today's society where things are just sensationalized. Mm-hmm. They're gonna look at the worst, in, right? In, and it brings out the worst in people sometimes. So exactly. it's just about navigating through that. It's very tricky. So when you can, sometimes the easiest way to navigate through it is by looking back on those before you that have. Done their thing despite right. the you know. That's interesting. What What's your religion? I'm. Um, if you, you know, if you yeah, no, 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 yeah, I'm. I'm Christian. So, like mm-hmm. in Nigeria, um, it's literally one of very few countries in the world is like fifty percent Islam mm-hmm. and fifty percent Christianity. Like right. the north is more Islamic, and then the south, southern part of the country is more. It's I mean Christian. Right. Like Abuja is in the center. That's the capital, and so like. A lot of people will culturally use that as the dividing point between the two. But I'm right. I'm Christian, but I also just have the perspective of like you know, I don't I don't I don't necessarily deal in absolutes in the sense that like I feel like God is the universe. The universe right. is God. That's an inter, that's okay. an interchangeable thing to me. Um and so I, I pray like I pray it often and I know that prayer Prayer is putting something into the universe so that Mm -hmm. the universe and God may answer back. So I I try to pray and, you know, do my thing, just try to do good. Um, So, yeah, Christian. Right. Based on that context.
0: Based on that context. See, I I was talking to a friend and she was saying like, okay, so you identify with Christianity. You're Christian. I'm like, yeah, I'm Christian. Mm -hmm. And she said, okay, the only reason that she has trouble with Christianity is that you're praying to Jesus. So do you pray to Jesus or do you pray to God? Because if you yeah. pray to God, I feel like that's more of a spiritual thing of like mm-hmm. trusting a higher power.
1: Yeah. But if you're praying to Jesus, no, I I, I pray to God, right. but like I also through my upbringing in the church and stuff mm-hmm. like, because I used to be in the choir and all these things. Yeah. I <laughs> this church, I, I grew up in that, hey, and so good. yeah, through that, um, I mean you you obviously learn that. Jesus is God, that type of right. thing. So but like I I pray to God because right. I don't I mean I, I'm not the I'm not no theologist by any means, yeah. but like <laughs> I mean if I'm praying to God, I'm praying to God, you know? Like exactly. I don't think it has to be, you know, oh you need to pray to Jesus. But like because like in my mind, Jesus is an extension of God in that context. Right. In Christianity we're taught that He's the son of God. and mm-hmm. so, and then we're also taught that, like God is within us. God lives within us. Right. So like in that sense, we are God as well. Like mm-hmm. we're an extension of God. So oh, this is obviously a queer space as mm-hmm. well. So
0: I talk to a lot of queer people about like, you know my religion. They always ask me if I'm religious, mm-hmm. um, so many of them disagree with it because the religion disagrees. yeah, with them. yeah
1: so, okay, okay, just... that's that's an interesting. <laughs> As, and I don't really, I don't, I guess, get to that point with like, okay, yeah, but yeah, um, I just don't, um, I'm not gay, but um, it doesn't get to that conversation right. as quickly for myself and mm-hmm. a queer person as it maybe would for you, right? Like navigating that, situation. yeah, within the community, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, not within too. the community. That's right. really what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I'm not trying to like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to like anybody but right. um, yeah really what i'm trying to say i'm not in the, that community mm-hmm. to where i feel like obviously in that community that conversation is going to be held more yeah. than it would a person outside of that community right because religion spirituality all of that is a very sacred yeah.
0: thing so. and it's very sensitive to and some yeah, it's a sensitive topic too. for people. i because you know it took me a while to stop like my friend when she asked this question it took me a while to stop praying to jesus I would say, okay. because my family are actually like Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so that's like, like
1: that's your experience growing up mm-hmm. was that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So it's like, that was a lot different. And then, you know, one side, my mom's side, Jehovah's Witness, and the other one, Baptist, like my yeah. dad's side, Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um. So I grew up in the church pretty mm-hmm. often. Yeah. I learned more about like just different religions in general. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one day I'll probably convert from Christianity.
1: Okay, just yeah, no, no
0: that's, that's in the in the future I just know it probably happens.
1: That's no, that's understandable. Like mm-hmm. I I'm not like a I don't know how to necessarily describe my that part of me. Right. Just because I really just it's very personal to me. Right. Well, of course I grew up in the church and all these things. But then on the flip side of that, I literally have obviously my dad is not from Louisiana originally, yeah. so like um, we have a lot of, um, you know how people will just say uncle and auntie, and it's not really mm-hmm. like your blood. So we have people like that, that my dad used to work with that are Arab. Right. So like that I've, I literally have friends that I've let, um, cause you know, they have to pray a certain number of times per day. And so yeah. we're, we're just chilling and they're like, oh, bro, can I use your room to pray? And I've mm-hmm. let them do that. So, right. and, and it's like, um, even in like the. You know, the the three of that the big three monotheistic religions, so like mm-hmm. Judaism, Islam, Christianity, there are stories that are similar but they're just told from different perspectives. Right. So I think that it's such a I try to make it such a perspective based thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, to where like my thought pattern may not necessarily be the same as the next person. Right. May not necessarily be the same as the next person. But I just know that in my life I need to Go to the source, which mm-hmm. is the universe, which is God. You know, right. so that's what that's what I really pray to. You know, right. just and I, I get my answers on innately how to move because again, God lives my God lives within me type mm-hmm. shit. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> but, <Type shit>. yeah, <laughs> I just recognize <laughs> Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. But like He understands. God lives, he and Him got a good relationship. So yeah. God, God
0: lives
1: with.
0: I guess you know, just growing up uh, when you have a certain religion telling you, yeah, 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 it's like you know, especially as a woman. Yeah, so
1: so um, yeah, that's a mm -hmm, that's a whole (laughs) other thing. Like um, it's such a subjective thing um, that like I feel like everyone has to have their own perspective. But as long as like you're getting enlightenment and doing your best in life, right, it isn't too much of an issue. You know, I I want for you. What's going to get you to that point where you feel peace right that's how i am for all my friends my family even you like i want for mm-hmm. you to do whatever you need to do to find peace so right. if you need to you know convert to this to find peace then more power to you convert right. to that or if you need to stay this to find peace or if you need to go to this place to find peace or if you need to go to that place to find peace please do whatever helps you find peace because right a lot of people don't have peace in this world, and that's why mm-hmm. things are as crazy as they are. Exactly. You, know? you gotta have peace of mind, peace of self. Yes. Yeah. All
0: right. So what's
1: your favorite part of VR? My favorite part of Baton Rouge, Louisiana is just <laughs> the, my favorite part is the identity. You know, mm-hmm. we we have particularly, so I grew up um, off of Woodell Boulevard, so that was on what's considered the north side of town. Mm-hmm. So. That was like North Baton Rouge, right? right. But um, and then, of course, graduated from school in Ascension Parish, which is like an exit outside of BR, but still two to five area code. Cool. Mm-hmm. People still work in BR and stuff like that. But like Baton Rouge has a certain identity, and that when you have you know I've been around the world, that has been doing it. <laughs> there, <you go. laughs> <I'm around. laughs> there you go. But also um, uh, uh, when you're when you've been to other places on this in the country and even the world. Um, you notice that the identity that we are has is different than a lot of places. You know, right. it's just, and that, and that difference is because of some of the things that we've been subject to. And even in my lifetime, just like the fact that Alton Sterling and the great flood happened in the same, same summer, yeah. 2016, that was like a, Really big time for me, just because for different reasons than the rest of the world. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, 2016 was so great." And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah." I think about that a lot. In Baton 2016 was. It wasn't. I wouldn't say great, but it was transformative. Because that's when, like, even like the sound that we are known for today kind of started to really just take it, go into play. Like, right. You know, here, that was the shift to me. Yeah, <laughs> that WNC was the shit. Thirty eight baby dropped that year. time. I forgot what the original question was. And I ain't gonna lie to you. My favorite part of VR? Oh yeah, so, identity. yeah, identity. yeah, so, yeah it. I Yeah, I did it. So yeah, I answered it. And then like we also dance a lot, so we jig <laughs> and all these different things. And right. It's it's funny because like I I've started to get on TikTok more, and so like <laughs> on TikTok, like you will see like different people's regional dances. Like I'm in Maryland right now, so I'm <laughs> seeing obviously my feed is gonna like kind of yeah, adjust around that in dome, the world yeah. and shit. it did that in the UK mm-hmm. um cuz you know I haven't been around the world that's <laughs> one too many times I'm done now but um nah say the same thing cuz I'm going to say the same fact, shit so that's <laughs> right. but uh, um so like um you you see all these different dances that they have in certain areas and so like we have our own like dances and things like that right. it's really cool just to see that identity um and cuz all you have at the end of the day is your identity so right. Baton Rouge has a very particular identity like we have a southern there's southern hospitality but there's also Southern honesty right and like, we're gonna be that's what the town is real not, like we're we gonna we keep it you know 100 like mm-hmm. every like if we don't keep it 100, like the environment you're in is going to keep it 100 with you and right. humble you when you need to be like this its story It's so many stories that like it's not even even in my place to tell that I've heard of like right. situations like that Right. So it's yeah. just respect is underrated. Respect is underrated. That's why I try <laughs> to respect everywhere I go. Like right. I'm in, I'm in Baltimore right now and Baltimore has a reputation quote unquote, but like mm-hmm. I'm just there, I'm chilling and like I'm not going apartment. But like yeah. I'm there like <laughs> chilling and just and I'm just taking it all in and there's some really cool people, you know, they're mm-hmm. really dope people. They go through a lot of the same things that we do going right. back to the whole, you know, the ties ancestrally and stuff like that right. so they go they have the same traumas we have they have the same experiences we have they listen to a lot of the same music we do like right. for my first day out there for my tour i heard young boy playing like i ain't hiding mm-hmm. and it's like i ain't hiding is a very specific song yeah Yeah. like you know it's it's just we have an identity that um is very endearing to people because right. we are uh we don't we're honest for the most part you know right. so and, like in terms of high life we don't really necessarily have like a high life, high life type mm-hmm. area like in london there's a place called canary wharf that's like the big business district out yeah there. so that's where like you'll go on a date or you would um go to get on the boat to be yeah. on the thames river like they have like literal uber boats over there and like we oh. don't have no uber boats for the mississippi river yeah in <laughs> i wouldn't so, want you to <laughs> niggas don't be fucking sucked down okay. but like, so yeah so we don't have like those types of highlights so the highlights are within us like right the highlights are us as people the things we do the events we throw and stuff like that so right. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that I love about this place because we don't have those types of things you have to be really innovative with what we present to the world and we right. are really innovative and that results in me hearing young boy in <laughs> learning right. and stuff like that because you're you take your experience and you present it to the world in an innovative way right you, know? so,
0: you know. i fuck with that that's very inspiring because niggas is always grinding we use our resources uh, to the we have fullest to. extent we have to because we don't have
1: <laughs> anything else but ourselves so that's right. why we're able to build community and community feels a lot more like Community in a, at a place like this than in right. like because I haven't been like now I'm not gonna say around the world but like I've been around the country in this yeah, context yeah, yeah. and so I've been to like these creative conventions mm-hmm. and these these area like these events and things like that. I haven't been to those things and like the community of course it's community camaraderie and you know particularly with the black community but like right. it just hits different here in Baton Rouge and I'll expand it to Louisiana because. Right again, a lot of us went to the same schools, and a lot of us like went to, saw each other in the same places, whether you like love that person or hate that person now, we all came up in a similar fashion, cause it's not that big, so right. it's not too much deviation that can be had, because again, like, like we all have Katrina's story, cause I, like, I was in Baton Rouge, and so like literally a lot of people that were misplaced from the storm came to Baton Rouge, right. so like some of those things, We're talking about, like, people are talking about pertaining to, like, fights and issues and stuff like that. I literally saw those things happening, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's a result of unchecked trauma and all these different things. So, we just all, it's a community in which we all just kind of know each other. And so, of course, that can lead to violence and all these different things, but it also leads to a lot of camaraderie and togetherness. Right, right. I fuck with that.
0: I feel like we're losing touch of it just a little bit. No, yes, no.
1: You're right. COVID. Yeah, you're right. Because as strong as it has been uh, over time, things like COVID have accelerated the need, I'm not going to say the decline, but the need for it to be evolved. Right. Because um, obviously after an event like COVID, lives were lost and people's Mm -hmm. outlooks on life are forever changed. Right. And with that being said, we. So, yeah, we have lost it in, the, in a in a in respect, but that's where the onus is on us now to reimagine this new world. There's a lot of things happening in the world right now that we need to reimagine a new world. That's literally the earth telling us, right. look, "Look, nigga, this shit is not working." Imagine mm-hmm. a new world. Yeah, nigga's so. gonna die soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah, like we gotta do something. We gotta. Yeah. We have to. Re- if I had to. Pick the celebrity crushes. Um, hmm, let me see. I, I really have to think about it, and I'm not thinking mm. about it because I'm about to tell you a lie because I, I ain't gonna <laughs> tell you a lie. But I have to think. Who is my celebrity? Because I haven't really thought. Of, I really thought of a celebrity crushes. right. So mine is. 10. I feel like it'd be too easy to say Chloe Bailey. <laughs> shout out to Chloe, though, but um... uh,
0: it's not too easy. We love Chloe. <laughs> okay, thanks, <laughs> <Sikes. laughs> Shout we out
1: to Chloe. We love Chloe. Chloe. Okay. Shout out to Chloe, but now nah, she's 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 because she's also very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and does her thing. But um, other than she, Pam Greer. Pam... Not Pam Greer. Pam Greer was nice.
0: Pam Greer
1: was nice. Uh, I see. I fuck with. I fuck with like five a lot of old old school things and stuff like mm-hmm. that but, um so yeah Pam, Pam girl was nice um and, and she's also like a doctor now so she's mm-hmm. like very intelligent yeah and I, that's really cool I like an intelligent right. and shit so I'll say Terrell oh, yeah. Hicks so um old girl from Belly the other, ah, yeah,
0: wait Keisha Keisha yeah. Keisha oh my god
1: Keisha so fun yeah so
0: and that, and that's <laughs> I mean. you ask me this
1: question tomorrow should may change but, right
0: you know in so. the moment this is what it is in the moment this moment <laughs> okay this is what it is all right so greatest album of 2022. do you mind giving me a name of what it dropped this
1: year like uh, i can give you some names give me some, yeah give me some names
0: let's, see. let's give me some names road. okay i do you listen to uh because some
1: stuff is like fringe 21 yeah, times. so like, I'm so
0: spilling over, say, yeah. yeah, okay,
1: Do yeah, so just hit me with it.
0: Let's see, okay, you know, Brent dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, ah, Kendrick, oh, uh,
1: that yeah, he dropped, he did, he did, that did. <laughs> he dropped on my last day of undergrad. Ah,
0: so. that's interesting, it's been a long ass, okay. Um, who else dropped? I don't know if you fuck with Denzel Curry, mm-hmm. but uh, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Dawn FM did drop this year. That's see? I'm like, it's not some 21 shit? But mm-hmm. not nah, that's That's this year. Man, we in fucking September. That's crazy. Yeah, okay. Few Good Things, Saba. That's different. Um,
1: uh, Renaissance, obviously. Um, do you listen to Raven LeVay? I actually do, but I haven't listened to her Dead, yeah, her positive. Yeah. Like there's a lot of like so glass flows by Smino. Like she yeah. she she kills her feature on there. Sticky, right. I fuck with Sticky and stuff sticky. like that. Okay, sure, so you know. So, yeah, so I'm ai I'm a little hit, but I, I do definitely want to tap into her more. Right. So then we got a future. I never feature. liked you. I will say, actually, I'm just gonna answer the question. So my in my <laughs> in my opinion, the best drop of 2022 20, is yeah. Also taking into account my perspective and all these different things, I would say the best job is Love Damage, by Burner Boy. Okay, we like, love yeah. it. like, that. It's a great album. It's cause yeah, because I Burner Boy is one of my favorite artists. And mm-hmm. so with him, so like African Giant, that album was kind of like a ode to his lived experience in Africa. Right. Like Nigeria in particular. Um he talked about some heavy shit on that album. Um, like colonialism and all these different things. Right. And then um, the album that came out after that—it's it, escaping my mind right now. With t- twice as tall, twice as tall was mm-hmm. kind of him popping his shit. He had just won the Grammy and all that other shit. Right. To where love, dammy, I feel like it's him looking inward. Like in mm-hmm. re- like last, last is about heartbreak. Like, right. So he's looking at just kind of like the trials and tribulations that a person goes through just navigating life. And I feel right. like it was a. More personal album that I thought he would do, and I think he did a really good job of. It. Like ballroom. Do you know anything about the ballroom scene? Ballroom scene? Oh, like yeah. oh the, yeah yeah yeah. So like yeah, the uh, voguing yeah. and things like that. Yeah yeah. I, I'm vaguely familiar with it. Yeah. yeah. So I I just I just like that she you know she you know. she paid a homage to that mm-hmm. and because that, that scene it. I will say has done a lot for dance music. Right. You know. So I, like in terms of being consumers of it mm-hmm. and certain things in dance music culture like that the ballroom scene is like a big proponent of that right
0: so, yeah. but oh my gosh that's all i have for you so anything you
1: want to leave the people with today okay. you know yeah so um sociable boundaries unchanged you know that's the big film that we're working on and making it happen and everything like that um it's coming of course, mm-hmm. like, one thing I've learned in this whole process of coming into my own creatively is patience, you know, right. and just letting things come as they do and just operating with your heart's content and knowing right. knowing that deep down, you know, your higher self knows, the God part of yourself knows when it's right to do things. So because of that, um, we're in post-production for the film and everything like that, but like, it's not quite ready yet, but... When it's ready, it'll be ready. Like right. we'll be ready to like showcase it to the world. Because sometimes things are delayed to you just because other things have to happen to build the right. foundation for the blessings you're about to receive. So right. you know that's getting more into making it more personal. Right. Know, just trying to do things because I'm in I'm in that point. I I've graduated undergrad, so I'm in a different place in my mm-hmm. life than I was back then. So. Um, I'm in, I guess, the big leagues now, so I yeah. have to, like, I'm getting to a point where, like, those decisions I'm making are, like, decisions I have to spend time on and root in myself and right. confide in myself to really make sure that I'm making the right decisions. So, right. You can't waste time. Can't waste time. Yeah. So, like, that's why I'm doing things like being you know, on It's Giving right now. You know, <laughs> exactly. I had, do it. Uh-huh. I had to I had it to come a- through.
0: I'm so glad that you did, though. I'm happy that you reached out and everything. Because, you know, Uh,
1: I appreciate your company. Look, because, (laughs) again, you see, I feel like I'm on a breakfast club right now. (laughs) I'm not no fucking Charlamagne. We're all coming up in this whole, whatever you want to call it, like Mm -hmm. this world, this ecosystem, this industry, whatever the fuck you want to call it. We're all coming up in it. And so, like, I try to do my best to, like, you know, Contribute to the beautification of another person's platform. Because right. you have done that for me, like from social good and everything like that. So I, And that's something I really appreciate. So it's like, I feel like, you know, a lot of people, we're making our own table with this. Right. Shit, you know, you made your own table by starting this show. And that's something I commend you for. Because a lot of people will you. will, you know, the whole podcast stigma. Yeah. But like, I feel, it feels like in my mind, my soul, my body, like it feels like, this is more than that for you. Yeah. And I can see the intentionality through it, through how you promote um the type of people you have on the mm-hmm. subject matter and all of these different things. You're really trying, you're like creating your own world, not even trying, you're successfully doing that. Right. And that's something I have yeah. to give you your props and salute you I for just say. I gotta give you your flowers. Because yeah. a lot of people tend to be like they're scared to do that. But right. fortunately we're going into very creative times that people are starting to just look at every corner of themselves to see what they bring to right. the world. Cause we bring more to the world than the world wants us to believe. Right. So yeah, if I, it's my pleasure just being on here and just allowing like bolstering, helping you bolster that because in a way it's helping me bolster what I'm doing. I'm literally making sense of the things I've thought of and right. like I'm having a conversation partner that I can like, Think about these things and see. Okay, I've done this. Now let me do this. Right. You know, I didn't. I didn't shot a, a music video. Directed <laughs> a music video.
0: That was hard. Thank you. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. That, thank that, you. that
1: video literally made me laugh. You. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. And like, I, that was me experimenting and all these different things. But mm-hmm. now you're providing me a space to talk about that. Give the right. Monday night, Monday morning quarterback breakdown of it. That's right. contributing to me going back to source and. Improving from there, going onward and upward. So yeah, this is important. Oh. Important spaces. It's even an important space for the queer community because right. obviously that, obviously that's something that really informs your process and mm-hmm. your creativity. And so it's an important platform and space that they may not have once had just because of you know things bigger than yeah. us and stuff. Like that. You're creating your own tables, and that's that's commendable. Thank
0: you. I nice. insert,
1: insert a clap or something, dude. think about
0: to make me cry, shit. I'm, I, I'm, I didn't need to. Nah, nah. I'm just sensitive as fuck. I mm-hmm. cried at everything, but I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I really do, cause. And I had to a lot of that, people don't see the effort. In no, the grind, I see or The like, journey.
1: I see it. Like, I, believe me, I see it. Like when mm-hmm. you, when you're on your hero's journey, you kind of start to understand and see people that aren't, are, are also on their human journey Because I think that we're all on it, but a lot we don't, a lot of us don't know that we're on it. Yeah. So I, it's obvious that you know you're on it, so you're going, you're going at the world with everything you've got. Right. And I'm here to tell you that, like, your efforts are not in vain. Like, you just keep doing that shit. Like, because it's, again, like, you're a black woman, and I just I can only imagine how I'm a black man, so it's it's hard for me, right. but I can only imagine as a black woman, the stuff you go through. I have a sister, I have a mother, mm-hmm. I have a grandmother and all these different things. So I just know, like the ambition is inspiring right? Know? and it's inspiring to me. So you can only imagine who else it's inspiring to, like through my journey, like people, people are tapping, people, yeah, yeah. people are like, people that you don't even know are like looking at what you're doing and they're finding, using it as a source of strength. And I know that because people have told me that with what I was doing. And I mm-hmm. I'm the type of person, I'm very hard on myself. I yeah. like keep I keep yeah. my head down and I just try to do my thing. I don't really do stuff for like social media or cloud or anything like that. Right. I literally just do it out of a place of love. Right. And I try to I try to embody that through my work. And so like with doing that, sometimes you can be very hard on yourself. So right. but at the end of the day, you're putting that effort in and people are watching you and people they may not say it because some of them, is, it may not necessarily be them just hating. It's like they are right. they don't know how to express it. You know? right. They don't know how to express it to you because, like again, the society we live in, everything's so individualized. People yeah. keep things to themselves. But people are watching and they're appreciating you for providing them a space. They see themselves in you or they see themselves in the people that may you may interview. So, okay. Yeah.
0: That's, yeah. I appreciate that. That made me so happy. Thank you. Highlight of the day. Yes, ma'am. No. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ugo, for, sure. for being here. For sure. It's giving Louisiana. It's giving self-made. Some giving <laughs> like emo. Little like emo, no, okay. No. We love that. We love that. So, I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. I
1: love you. That's how Michael Jackson
0: be saying. It. I love you. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much. Don't forget to rate, turn on notifications, and follow. And I'll see y'all next week. Bye. Peace. Bye.